Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paula Price Show, where you can experience scripturally organic, culturally unmodified teaching, get answers to your questions, and receive powerful prayer from your host, Dr. Paula Price, author of the Prophet's Dictionary. Tune in now and get ready for an exciting time of encouragement and transformation. Welcome your host, Dr. Paula Price. Um, you know, it's so good to be here. I'm loving this, and I'm coming up on my next anniversary. I hope we do something fun. You know, maybe we have some giveaways and stuff like that sure. for people who call in or the people with the most. I think I'm going to have a contest with the person with the most shares. Yeah, we'll find a way to track it because we're going to find out. Uh, you know, we'll ask the dear because, you know, <laughs> But, you know, because Jen is going to tell us how to do stuff. She always does. So I'm excited about that. We are going to move into the, uh, the our fifth year, and so I want to do it, how many shares. And I, we'll find out. You know, analytics, everybody's counting everything. You know, you can't get away from accounts today no matter what you try, what you do. But I thought, wow, wouldn't that be great for us to have that? And I'm gonna, it's going to be a nice, a nice thing because I don't like to say, okay, well, Here's a 2% off on my store. We're going to do a little right. better. <laughs> <Okay>. All right. <laughs> and so I, I thought that would be fun. I really thought it would be fun. And um, But I thought, too, that understanding our God is important. And I really want to, um, I really want to talk about how to, um, how to roll with Jesus in these days. We have been having fun. Two things I want to start with today. Actually, today I'm going to give you a chance to uh, brag about our brand new class. Yay! Because you know how you like to brag about the stuff. Yay! I surely do. And I even brought my notes. Because you knew it was coming. Because you be a prophet. Yes. Because we haven't talked today. We haven't, actually. And so our new class, uh, first of all, what we're doing is we are expanding and opening up Price University to the community, to the world, for ah. our non-degree courses and classes. What does that mean? That means that you do not have to formally enroll yes. in the entire enrollment process to become a Price University student. You can just register for that class. Mm. And so the first one we're launching we're going to do things in the summertime. We're going to do things on campus. And we have great plans. We do have lineup. We do have a lineup. Lined up. Yes. Um, but we wanted to take it on now because, you know, you're like, why wait? Why wait? Some of these things, especially for our online family. And uh, so we're kicking off with prophetic guardianship, intro to the office. Intro to the prophet's office. Yes, because you cannot be a guard of anything if you actually don't know your office. Well, and if you are authorized, and the office authorizes you. Yes. Aha. See, the gift of noise. See, the gift of noise, and the office authorizes. Uh-huh. Uh, I did a couple. You did, and you still are. And so we um, go through understanding the difference between the Ephesians 411 administration and the 1 Corinthians 1228 governing offices. I love that. Now, I have heard these lectures before. Yes, somehow. <laughs> They're making all kinds of new sense now. 
you break that down, defining the fivefold offices and their application, mm-hmm. learning the difference between the prophetic gift and the prophet's office, why the prophet's office exists. You go through that. The prophet's role in the fivefold, the power of the prophet's mantle. Um, you uh, go through. Now, these are just a few things that these lectures address. This is a four-week class. Four weeks. It's a four-week course, and it's, the lectures are short. And so you have four lectures, four assignments, four quizzes. Uh, uh, and a certificate. And a certificate. So it's very mainstream, simplified. Uh, it is nothing compared to what <laughs> our master's and core classes require. Mm-mm. And so um, that's the first one. Did I have marked down what the second one was? It's in my notebook. Because every other week, mm-hmm. our goal is to have a new short, non-degree course online. These are all of our certificate programs. Mm-hmm. So that you can honestly say, you know, many of you all say very uh, often, well, you know, you mentored me through my through your books and all of that, but you, everybody has to agree, self-study means self-grade, self-assess, self-verify. Yeah. So it is nice to have a second or third party bear witness to what you've obtained or acquired from the knowledge. And so the beautiful part about these is that you get a certificate so that you are not just Dr. Paula Price trained, but you are Dr. Paula Price verified as having taken that material. Yes. That, that, that breadth of material in that class is, is what you get a certificate for. So it's acknowledged that not only did you complete it, but you passed it. Mm-hmm. See, if, you, if you're doing it self-paced, you're going to pass everything, or even you're not going to test yourself. Right. But when you're doing it with, in a structured way, this is a guided um, class, when you're doing it that way, you actually get to be tested and verified. Wouldn't you like to be verified in these subjects? It would be great that you can honestly say it. You get a literally signed certificate from me. Well, what I love is you are the author of the Prophet's Dictionary, the Prophet's Handbook, Prophecies, Divine Communications Media, as far as your top three books that you've written that are on the market. On the market. Mm-hmm. And so to receive training from what you're teaching, uh, for anybody out there who wants to know about the prophet. I mean, let's say this is somebody who's like, well, I don't think I'm a prophet, but I want to know mm-hmm. about the prophetic or the prophet's office. This course is perfect. Absolutely. Because it is that introductory. Uh, some of the things that you address are what makes the official difference yes. in one of your lectures. And you talk about the authoritative charisma, um, critical thinking and analytical skills mm-hmm. in prophet. Yeah. Why that's important. And just the predispositions that prophets should have. So it's juicy, it's rich, and uh, I'm excited that we're doing this. This is like a long time coming, a dream coming true to reach the prophet. So how do you connect with this information? You can go today, right now, or after the broadcast, depending on if your device is up and you don't want to shut it down too, <laughs> um, to www.drpaulaaprice.com on her home page. If you just scroll down about halfway down, there is a tab that is saying, uh, telling you to click it if you want to receive information about registering for the class. Mm-hmm. Registration, I believe, is going to be open today. Um, so people can do that, but you'll submit your email, and you will receive it. I know we're going to send something out to everybody on our mailing list, so really you want to make sure you're on our mailing list. And remember, we talked to you last week about making sure that if you're going to do this as a class, that you do it with ethics and integrity. Make all of your students enroll. 
you know, therefore you don't have to worry about your money being picked off and, and, and pirated because you did this this way. And a lot of people don't do it even maliciously. They just think, well, you know, we're all together. Everybody should enroll on their their um, device, and only by that enrollment can you get a certificate. <clears throat> only that you cannot you can you cannot copy it and give it to somebody because we have it's Walmart it's a whole lot of stuff. So you cannot do that. So only by enrollment will they get a certificate. So if you decide that you want to have you and your five friends, well, if you're the only one enrolling, then you're the only one who's going to get, get a certificate. Now, you can give them your certificate, but it won't be me, and it won't be my background and my credibility behind it because I have achieved that much in this subject. have long since been treated and regarded as an authority on this subject because of the actual decades of work I put into it and, uh, and an expert on it, which you hear every week. You hear it work on this show, <laughs> the Spotify show. So as we go forward, I want to encourage you to let every one of your profits know that they have that. You can actually use this as one of your semesters. You can use this if you are training profits as one of your classes. Hey, you can take a break and go, on, go to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, let me work for four weeks. <laughs> you know? But it is a wonderful, wonderful um, class. We're doing this because we want to begin to help the profits in the body. We want to give you that information that has come from what God has given me. You know, I don't give you my opinions just off the cuff. I, I search through the information. You know that you get, uh, it, like she just pointed out, critical thinking, uh, you know, uh, analysis, all of those things that, that make it worthwhile for you to take the course. One of the things I know prophets are supposed to be, and that is they're supposed to be diagnosticians. That's what they did. They, and not just of physical ailments but of social ailments and societal ailments and all of those kinds of things. How do you get there? How do you get there? Some of you, when you come during June, and we do get a nice turnout, but still it's not the same as having a week-by-week breakdown of a subject or, or a topic in that subject that you can dissect and learn and assimilate yourself. So, yes, if you're a brand-new prophet, yes, if you're working with prophets, take this course. If you have a prophet in your life, you're answering to a prophet, take this course. If you are a seasoned prophet, you still should take it so that you can take your people through another dimension of knowledge and information on this subject. So, again, when the show is over, drpaulaprice.com, and what are they going to push tab? They're going to uh, push the one that uh, makes registration. She has a description up about the course on your homepage. Yes. And then a, a link a button right there. And so our goal is to have every other week a new class so that when you finish your class, you're not hold, held up. You can just roll right into the next one and into the next one and into the next one. And I guess she'll tell us, she might tell us after the break what the next one is going to be. But it's, it's amazing. And, and so you have a lot to, to, to um, <laughs> she's like, so what is this? Yes, but you have a lot to look forward to. I'm excited about being able to teach the prophets. I think I was going to pull um, your Jordan and Prophetic Lecture, some of those. Well, tell us um, about, uh, do tell. From back to the day, Yes. Yes. When I had, okay, let me just say, though, your teachings are timeless <laughs> because you do teach, because you actually do teach the Word of God mm-hmm. and the way he set it up and not doctrinal trends. No, don't have a trend. So the trainings are not dated. <laughs> and when I was listening, because the lecture that I put up, 
was one of the first ones we ever produced mm-hmm. 12 years ago. Yes. And it's just as relevant and challenging and fresh because it's like learning anatomy. The body is the body. It's not going to change. It's not going to change. Mm-hmm. And because you teach us anatomically, yeah. the office is, <clears throat> that information is not like, oh, yeah, remember that era? Oh, yeah, that was the mm-hmm. prosperity era message. Oh, yeah, that was the faith era message. Oh, my this goodness. This is just straight up Word of office mouth. training. And you yeah. can tell it's office training because it's not bound by time. It isn't. And uh, so the one of the prophetic lectures are the lectures you taught me. Oh, in this class. I am. So that's what I think. 2004? Maybe yep. 2003, 2004? Mm-hmm. And I tell you, it's, yeah, it's, it's fresh. It's fresh. It's hot. It's Good hot. Fresh. It's hot. So you are, and we did t- Door to the Prophetic 1, 2, 3, and 4. We have four Door to the Prophetic. Yes. Somewhere in our, and, and, and I think it's great for the people who are joining us. You all are ahead. You know, your teacher should be ahead of you. So if your teacher is learning while you're learning, oh. then your teacher is a tutor. Oh, oh yeah, because you can have class. <laughs> I know. If your teacher is learning with you, there is nothing wrong with it, but let's be real. In any other sector, your teacher needs to be at least two years ahead of you, minimally two, ideally four, so that you get the knowledge and the experience advantage. But if your teacher is learning with you, that's fine. But then that's a tutor at best, probably a classmate at most. Mm. See, you all don't even know how to pick your leaders because you, your, your thing is if they say, say the things that you've heard, then they have to be a teacher if they – they started saying it before you got it. They have to be a teacher. No, a teacher has to be at least two years ahead of you, at least two. How many of y'all out there hearing me? Hear me. Hear me. And it should be a verifiable two years. Otherwise, you're all learning together, and you're side by side. So now when you ask a question, you're exchanging ideas. So you haven't moved into education because you're into exchanging. Equal exchange. Okay, well, this is how I see it. That's how I see it. When you go to class, you know, you can say how you see it once or twice, but after a while, your teacher doesn't really care. You know, this is how I see it. This is the way so-and-so says it to me. And so remember that. If you're, gonna, if you're going to be educated by someone and call yourself being educated by something, your teacher needs to have a try and proven track record that you can trace. See, because a lot of times you, we just take things at face value. You just take it for granted. And my teacher said it. Well, he said he'd work with so-and-so. You don't know what he did with so-and-so. He could have been emptying baskets, picking up phrases outside the doors when he run in there to empty the basket. You have got to stop allowing your ministry to be nurtured by people who are not any more developed or any more exposed or experienced than you. And I've used this before, Ashley. I think we teach about this in class. You have to know whether or not your teacher is exposed or experienced. Yes. Because, see, exposed means that they, they have they've picked up things along the way. They, they, they've watched it, read somebody's book, takes or whatever. But experience means it's been tried, proven, perfected, purged, and perfected again for you. So I, I, people say to me all the time, well, do you know so-and-so? I remember we had one guy 
that was in our sphere. And I mean, this guy was, you know, as far as, as, far as we can say, everywhere. Because, you know, the church just lets you in just because you use the name Jesus. They don't even know what Jesus you're talking about. But just because you use the name Jesus, they let you in. So you think that, um, you think you're dealing with somebody because they've had all of these dates and they've had all of these numbers. You think you're dealing with somebody who is experienced. But experience means seasoned and mature, stable and expert. So some of you all have you submitted to these people or you bought their little packages because they were all over the place. But then you found out when you took their courses that they're all over the place. There is no line upon line upon line. There's no precept upon precept upon precept system. There's no so God system of learning is in everything in creation. So you have to find out if your mentor or your teacher or your prophetic trainer is overexposed or highly experienced. Because overexposed means you're going to get a lot of regurgitation, a lot of mimicking, a lot of imitation, a lot of the same things you've been hearing. Oh, so you've just been overexposed. Okay. Like when people take my assessment, because this wisdom shows up in the assessment, and they'll come up with these rock, these rocket high raw scores, and then the assessment will begin to whittle them down. And it whittles them down because the assessment is based, the assessment sits those who have been overexposed. I read everybody's book. I've read I've, I've watched everybody's video. I, you know, education doesn't start like that. Every, education does not bring you through the door of everybody. Education brings you through the door of concentrated discipline. Does that speak to any of you all out there? So if you're sitting there and they're just giving you a stack of everybody, you're not being trained. You're being exposed. Does that help you? But that answer is so, this is really discussion. You can discuss so many questions of how people can be, in quotes, under somebody's mentorship for years, but never really go anywhere in their home. Never. And that doesn't mean just me that they're not on big stages, because there's a whole lot you can do in a field mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with being seen in public. Exactly. But even with that, it's, it's just, okay, we're always in the science room, we're always being told of 10 rings of paper of notes, but... Never really advanced no. in any aspect of what they're doing, and that's really good to know that you can be under somebody who is, just, and we've seen a difference over the years. Mm-hmm. Being in Tulsa this many years, some people who have amassed huge amounts of numbers, mm-hmm. and at the end of their career or at the point of their retirement, there's no lazy. None, and 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 the people are still walking around talking about, I don't know who I am, I don't know my purpose. The, and 15, 20 years later. Uh, It's unbelievable how many people have gone through some of these prophets still talking about, I don't know my purpose. And and we get them through various ways. So I'm telling you, if your leader, if your trainer is a compiler, then you are not going to necessarily get the best education that you could get. You will get points, you'll get techniques, and you'll get tips, all of which should come at the end of your training, not in the beginning. So not be your training. So if your training is tips and techniques and know-hows, and you'll know it because your training will say, oh, it doesn't have to be that deep, and it shouldn't take that long. Well, it takes as long as you intend to be in the career. You understand that the longer, uh, the, the more point, potent a career, the longer the educational path. 
You know, and people have jumped on me about it. Folks want to get in and get out, Dr. Price. Well, then get in and get out. But trust me, you're going to be in the ministry the same way, in and out. Because God needs experts. He needs experts. I don't know when we took experts off the table in Christian ministry. I don't understand when we took authentic and, and, and all of those other qualifying terms. When did we do that? When, who said that you don't have to be expert in your ministerial calling? Who said that? Come on, somebody tell me. Write to me. Tell me. I have my hand up. Uh, I think part of that issue is, and I saw a post with <laughs> my Facebook friends about this issue, the removal of titles. Exactly. Is a huge factor in how we got there and how we think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, we, and, and whose idea is it to remove titles and to, you know, to casualize everything? And, and so when you think about it, you don't have to be an expert. And now people are chasing to be experts, and now they write these little shabby books. I read some of these books, and I'm thinking, do I really care about your mama, your daddy, your whatever in my field? I don't care about your personal experience in my field. And if I want some relaxation reading, some devotional reading, God bless you. But don't name it something that should be professional and then fill it with the casual and the personal. And many of your textbooks, you need to know that. You're buying these books thinking that you're getting education. You've got to read 10, 15 pages to get a nugget. <laughs> 10 to 15 pages you got to read to get a nugget. One nugget. And then you don't know what to hook it on. Again, line upon line upon line, precept upon precept upon precept. You need to have a foundation. And then you need to have some introduction. And then you need to have, and we can go on up the line, you're go, and you're walking away with all of these gaps in your knowledge, all of these knowledge gaps in something that you paid thousands of dollars for, and you know less than when you went in, and you're more confused, which is why you know less. Knowledge gaps, that's, not, that's what education exists to eliminate. We're not going to send you out with all of these gaps in your knowledge, and you don't know well, well, when you said so-and-so, I don't know. Mm-mm. We aren't doing that. And I'm speaking today. I, I woke up today. You, I've been wrestling with a little bit of whatever this bug is. And I said to God, God, this is your day. I want you to just speak to your people today your way because I really don't have anything that I would want to say right off the top of my head. But I will say this. If you plan to be good at what you do, then you need to put that title back on, that office, because the office never left this title. The people took the titles off of their mantles. The people took the titles off their calling. The office is always entitled, because what are you going to call it? You understand, you dropped your title, which means you dropped out the office. Because the powers are in the office, and the office belongs to the institution. So as an individual... Your anointing, your gifting is an individual thing. You can do what you want to do with it. But when you plan for your office, for your, for your gift and your talent to, to jump into the bigger world and to make not just a big splash but a, a, a greater and more constitutional and institutional difference, then you got to get in that office and it has a title. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how long they've been out there. I don't care what they say and all of their reasons. I'm telling you that the office has not been open because people dropped the titles they, 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 because you decided to run on your individualized gift. So God let the gift of prophecy run amok in this church. And what we're dealing with right now is the backlash and aftermath of the gift of prophecy. 
of the prophecy anointed. Because people found out they did not want to put in the time and the study it takes to be an official. So they went to spot trainings and weekend sessions and all of that kind of crazy stuff. Why do you think the prophets are, I mean, collectively, they're not saying and, and, and uh, speaking the, what the office has. Because the office is founded by Jesus Christ. And if you've been following Chief Prophet Tyler on Wednesday Warriors, you're hearing that. The office was not founded by humanity. This office came to earth along with everything else that God sent to the planet on that Pentecost when he sent Christianity in full to the planet. He sent Christianity to the planet. And he sent it not as a, a, a conglomerate of, congr- of congregations. He sent it as a nation, a king's nation. We are citizen of, a, of the eternal king's nation. Our nationality is Christianity, not our religion. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and all things have become new, and all things are of God who has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation. And so you need to understand that in God's mind, he is not dealing with your local church. He is dealing with a nation. He sent into planet Earth a a break-off of his divine nation, which is why we have to be born again to enter it, because we are offspring of the Godhead's divine nature. We're from which we get nations. See how that works out? So you running around trying to be a good church, trying to be a big church, trying to be a mega church, and that's not what God's looking for at all. God is looking for you to convert your citizens to him so that their blessings can flow unimpeded. That's the whole premise of Acts 26, 18, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan's nation to Christ's nation that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance by faith among among those who are sanctified by faith that is in me. The constitution of Christianity is the man, Christ Jesus, and whatever he is constituted of or constructed. The constitution is the man, Christ Jesus. That's why you can fight Bible all day long. You can have one Bible battle after another, but I still remind all of the Bible debaters and disputers, but Christianity predates the Bible. It was working, and it was kicking tail then without the Bible. Where there was no Bible, there were what those apostles wrote and people living and experiencing God as his offspring. We are a royal priesthood because we are the offspring of the Godhead. Not because we got a different title or whatever. We are the royal priesthood. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm getting stuck. Oh, shit. You understand the whole identity piece. That's what Price University is about. It's about bringing us back to what God really sent to planet Earth on that first Pentecost. Because most people just know he sent some tongues and some tongues of fire. And then he sent some languages. You know, glossolalia. And so you think that all that's all he did, but that is not it. God did on Pentecost for the church, the Gentiles in the world, what he did with Moses. We keep thinking when Moses went up that mountain and he stayed up there and he came back that because he only had the two tablets, we don't count what God put in his being, what God breathed in his soul. 
breathed in his mind, breathed in his psyche. You have no idea. And, and you have to read what he says and go all the way down to Hebrews and, and to get it. For example, and you don't really have to because when a man puts the Ten Commandments out, we're all doing fine. And then he starts saying how to build the temple and then how to build the priest and then how to build the nation and then how to get the leadership and, and all of that and establish the theocratic nation of God Almighty in the wilderness by the constitution of the text that was in those tablets. Moses did not just get, it wouldn't take 40 days to get 10 saints. I mean, he was a bright guy. You know, he was a pretty bright guy. He was in route to be found. And then he's a priest in Midian. So he's a pretty bright guy. And then now God makes him a prophet. And, uh, but he, he, I want you to understand that all, all we teach, all you've heard, most of you, the most you've heard is that Moses wrote down these ten sayings and the people didn't like it and, well, everybody else made it up. No, he established the nation of Yahweh in the flesh in the wilderness. It was a nation. We keep reading that like it was a church, that it was a local assembly, a local congregation. But that is not what God did. Fast forward. Let's go all the way down now to the Pentecost. Same thing. We keep teaching you all they got was tongues and the baptism of the Holy Ghost and whatever. We don't realize that the Holy Spirit brought the totality of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Kingdom means nation. Kings populate kingdoms by reproduction, which is why you must be born again, which is why all of these people trying to tell us about Christianity know nothing. You know nothing. I'm not impressed with that. I don't care about you know, All you're showing to me is that you decided that you didn't want Christ, but you didn't want anybody to know that you dumped him. So you concocted this whole theological, theoretical spiritual, religious nonsense, like, because you, the reason you have to do all that is because you don't know the man, and the man doesn't know you. He says to me, I never knew you. You as Christians, you're going to have to stop, stop thinking that this is all about the local church. Apostles and prophets did not start in the local church, and you're going to have to start recognizing that this man's kingdom is a nation. You're the citizen of a nation, and you're the offspring, the royal offspring of the Godhead. If you have Christ in you, that's what that means. That's what it means. I know you think it meant something else. You thought it meant you can hook and shemai, you can sing, you can walk. That's why people do all of this stupid stuff and call it prophetic. Because you are not representing the nation of Jesus Christ. You're expressing your dysfunction. You now have a, have a cloak for your dysfunction, calling it prophetic. It's the truth. Because you will always crazy. Trust me. And, pro- and the prophetic will make you crazier without a trainer, without a mentor, without a regulator, without a guard, without a guide. You will, I'm telling you, because you have no, bar- no parameters, you have no boundaries, you have no pillars, you have no foundation. There's nothing to contain the insanity that's in you. Think about Saul. He was always insane. And when he got among the prophets, his insanity surfaced. Oh, I got to hit something again. Yeah. He was always crazy. You, the prophetic will drive you crazy if you don't allow God to sanitize your soul. 
It will drive you crazy. That much, all that spiritual activity, all of those dynamics, you you have no idea how many things are running at you every day because your mind is blocked. And so that's what sanctification means, sanitize that soul, because it's that soul that wants to cut up and it wants to command the body to do all of those twitching and lurching and jerkings and all of that, head shaking, all the trimmers. Y'all got trimmers going on out there. And if you don't have a trimmer, you got a trimble and you're stubborn, you got some sort of paralysis, and you all are excited because you see all of those physical antics and you think that's the move of God. It never caught your mind that that's an insane devil. That's an insane devil because the prophetic will drive you crazy. Saul got among the prophets, had to take his clothes off and throw dirt on himself and then start cussing and fuming because he was always crazy. And God was letting us know. Oh, come on, somebody. He was letting us know that as this thing rests on him, his crazy is going to get greater. Because he never sanctified him. He never consecrated him. He just anointed him. Oh, he just anointed him. Some of you all, you run around that anointing, and you have no guards against your crazy. No filters. That's why prophets have to be incubated, and they need to be, tra- they need to be developed, and they need to be transformed in an incubated environment, because that's a hot house ministry. I'm not helping you anymore. But see, you have to understand, when this educational program and the process that I built up, it doesn't just give you techniques and tips. That's why you're still angry, you're still having fits of rage, you're still cussing, you're still trying to, you're still drinking, dipping in the hotel room, hoping nobody finds that you've been through the bar, and, and all of that, because you never sanitized your soul. So the word of God, which is pure and perfect, when it came into you, like when it came into Saul, it became denigrated, it deteriorated. Because it came under attack with all of that which was in your soul. Y'all loving on me? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. I wanted you to hear this because you have to recognize that a lot of your stuff that you think, you kind of think that, okay, well, when the word of God comes in, it's going to clean up everything. It won't. And you know why? Because... What you have commanded your soul to do with the word of God is what will be done. Trivialize it, pervert it, distort it, exploit it, pick one. That's what will be done. And it doesn't make a difference if you're a prophet or a preacher. It's all the same. You want to know why people are... They're going to give me something to suck on. Yeah. Had to get out of my bed to make my shelf. Right. But when I finish the show, I'm going back to bed. (laughs) Or something like that. But I want you to recognize, you want to know why preachers fail, why they fall, because they ran on anointing and not sanctification. Sanctify them by thy truth, John 17, 17. Father, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. You have got to be sanctified because the word of God will turn. It's like that manna that turned the worm. When they tried to take it outside of God's instructions, the word of God in you will have no effect or will have the effect of inflaming all of your negative properties 
and all of your negative substance in your soul. Because guilt's going to come up. You know how you're going to fight against guilt. Guilt's going to come up. Anger is going to come up. You know how you guys are sorry. This is just who I am. Because you never became who he is. So your soul remained incompatible with the word of truth. We're fighting with people. You know, we're fighting with the various ministers. And, you know, you got the, the minister with the girlfriend and on the thing and the wife and all of that. All of that are soul issues. Those are soul cussing out in the prophets. He cursed in the midst of the prophets. Because he had no clean thing to say. There was nothing clean in him to say in response to God's anointing and that environment, that climate of purity provoked his uncleanness, and it exposed it And the, because the pressure of the word is going to tell on you. He said your sins will find you out. That's a real thing. So some of you all, you went to those prophetic meetings, and you went there, and you were like, oh, wow, and all you thought about was prophesying. You never thought about representing God. You never thought about representing his kingdom. You never thought about securing and also preserving his reputation with the people you thought. You never thought about anything but getting that word off your, out your gut. That's all you thought about. And that's how you can have prophecies that are clean, 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 and then this little stream of filth comes through. But this little stream of deceit come through. And it's just a little vain, but it's part of the contamination. You cannot be a prophet and be accurate and be faithful or even strong without your soul being sanitized from the world because your soul is where you carry other deities, where you carry other religions, where you carry all of those 14 voices. Your soul is holding all of that. And if you've given it some very strong guardian tips and guardian instructions, it's going to push back on God's word. And what it can't push back is going to pervert. So you need to know that. That's why you need to get this class. Uh, when, this, when it goes up, and this class is only going to be a, 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 just a hop. We want to prayerfully start having residential sessions for you all so you can come in for a week or two and get this intense training and purging and feel like you can go out and stand up for Jesus Christ and represent Almighty God. If you think that's something you'd like, make sure you let us know um, when you go to my site. Just put it out there to Prophet Adia. Prophet Adia, I think that would be great. And tell us what you think it would be worth to you. Let us know, because um, no matter what, uh, I think all ministers need it, but I know for a fact that apostles and prophets have got to have incubator environments. They don't do well without them. That's why Saul was with the prophets, because it, it, it is who you are. Because back then, the, the, all kings had to be king, prophet, and priest to the God of the land. I know you didn't wonder why Saul was over there because their requirement was to be king, prophet, and priest to the God of the land. So if you're going to be a king or you're going to be the sovereign, then you had to be the, the royal, the monarch, you had to be the prophet, and you had to be the priest so that the nation would know how not to fail the God that brought it into existence. Did you all like that? You all right over there? She has gotten up two or three times and walked around since I've been talking. So she's quiet, not because she wants to be, all right? But it's true. But so you have to recognize that Saul was among the prophets because he had to be take that piece. He had already gotten the monarchy piece from the anointing that God put on his life. He had to do the prophet priest piece, and then he had to go and work with the priest. And so, and he had to be able to guide them. That's why when you see David take the throne, he's taking the throne 
reestablishing the fullness of what his uh, calling and what his inauguration was all about. So what did he do? He started, they worked with the prophets, and then he worked with the priests, and then he worked with his royal staff. And and then today, you know, we'll talk about later on in other and so the classes, you're talking about how does that show up today. But we are treating the local church as they are the nation of Jesus Christ. And we're treating the pastors as if they're the monarch. <clears throat> Forgive me, guys. I probably should have just not done the show today. But anyway, here we are. And so we, um, we, we have to stop thinking that. The local church assembly is not a monarchy. It is a branch of God's eternal embassy. It is an extension of God's eternal nation. It is not a monarchy. And some of them, you all have set these things up like it's monarchy, like you're the royal, the, the royal on the throne, you're the royal, everything. And you're not. You are a representative of the King of Kings, and we've lost sight of that in the body of Christ. We've lost sight that Jesus is the King, and he appoints prophets, and he appoints leaders, and he established the priesthood before there was ever any of us, before there was an earth. The Melchizedek priesthood existed long before there was anything that we can call God or a nation in his world. Do you understand where we went off? See, this is a discussion about how and where we went off. Your pastor is not your monarch. I know it seems like that, you know, some of them are so strong and so good at what they do and so effective and comprehensive, but they are still subordinates to the Lord Jesus Christ. They may be royal subordinates. They may be, you know, literally governing legislative subordinates, but they are subordinate to the Lord Jesus Christ. And they have been, and, you know, the church has been upstaging him, put him out. He does not even there. I mean, can you imagine that, that even the Catholics make Mary higher than Jesus, the son of God, that she knew she gave birth to? If that woman was on the planet today, I'm thinking she would probably have a fit. Can you imagine who? That's like making all of our world leaders, mamas, their head. Nobody does that. That's sick. And it's treasonous. I'm glad God doesn't save religions. He said, I don't save religions, I save people. So the people who have issues with that in those religions, God will save. You imagine all that we go through, we have our big eight conference or whatever we call them, and then we got all of the mamas there running the show, getting the recognition and, and, and esteem. That's what that tantamount to. That is a horrible thing to do to the Lord Jesus Christ. It is, it is wicked. It may not have been intentional. I'll go with that because, you know, sometimes you just keep pass. people pass things on, pass it on, pass it on, pass it on. But I'm here to tell you that is a horrible thing to do to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then here's the insult to injury. We do that. We put Mary over Jesus and then tell the women in that religion they can't do anything. That's crazy. By precedence, they ought to be running the show. By the standard you have. I just thought I'd slide that in. It, it may it may be the congestion, guys. Let's just blame it on that. Your congestion is going to be good. <laughs> right. 
It may just be congestion. But I want you to understand, see, everything about this thing is crazy because when you take it off its foundation, all you have is insanity. You know, I'm not picking at one thing or another. I'm just looking at just hard facts. These are facts. These are not things that we say. So that, the, you know, the church doesn't say, but Jesus saves. But you can't prove that the church saved you. Hell, y'all can't prove Jesus saved you. How much more the church? Your bishop is not your monarch. That's not, I don't care about the Episcopalian anything. They're not monarchs. They are representatives of the monarchy of creation. They represent, supposedly, the Lord Jesus Christ. They're agents. They're instruments. They're tools. They're subordinates. And we've forgotten that. And so we're setting up all of these local churches like they're some sort of private little monarchies. I've gone to some little churches, and I mean really tiny churches, like the pastor and the fam, maybe a cousin or two. And they, they they got this thing set up like this person is coming out from the throne of heaven. That's ridiculous. And people are following that. And they're following that because the foundation has been pulled up, disrupted. And so now we're shifting to the human being sovereign and the sovereign being human. But Jesus is just like us. No, he's not. Trust me, he's not. That's why he's saying us. He's so far from us, he had to come and, and, and be born through mortality to at least relate to us. You know, this is the same guy that was putting angels in hell. Same guy. Same one, tearing up cities, etc. And so we have got to know, as you're, see, this is knowledge you should have as a prophet so that you can correct these abuses and not approve them. You know, that most of these apostles and prophets approve some of the most heinous things. You just approve Why are you approving that? They're approving the, 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 the infidelity. They're approving adultery. They're approving idolatry. They're approving it as a representative of the Godhead. They're approving lack of training. They're approving circumventing the God's system and his order. They're approving injury to his laws and assault on his government. They're approving that because we lost our way, guys. <coughs> We've lost our way. We, and we have to find ourselves. And we will because God's been through this before. He's pulled us out before. And if he's not ready to do away with us, he's, he'll pull us out again. But that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I hear a lot of folks, you know, talk about the, the you know, the, um, the class, you know, and, and, and the weightiness of the message, but then the heaven's weighty. <clears throat> when somebody has words like somber and sober, that's pretty weighty. Grave, gravity, it's pretty weighty. And God's issues are weighty. What he has to pull us out of is severe. And then he has to pull the tentacles of all of that mess out of our souls. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's a little iffy sometimes, a little uncomfortable, but ultimately he wins. But he has to first start with his two, I want to say three, founding offices, apostle, prophet, and teacher, and teachers that bridge office because you realize that God wants you to understand that first that you've got to get that apostle's revelation in the Constitution. The Constitution of God 
in the sovereign constitution of God is supposed to be in his apostles. Well, it's not, but it's supposed to be because they're too busy acting like evangelists. Well, we don't want people to be unhappy. But first of all, they were unhappy before Jesus came, which is why they chose us. Okay? And secondly, if they just wanted an emergency room treatment, then that's the sinner's prayer. But if we're talking about getting them to heaven, then that's the sanctification process of the Holy Ghost. So we have to get that the sovereign constitution of God's kingdom embedded and nurtured in his people. Why? What does that look like? Hebrews 5, 12 through 14 says it, righteousness. The one thing that God's people have got to do is become his righteousness. And they have to do it not because they think it's the worst thing or the best thing. They have to do it because they are, have to demonstrate that they are a good product of his conversion. When you get a system, a code, you know how it is, you get those codes, and if it's a bad code, it's a bad conversion, you have to you have to test it to know it, and then you have to work it to make it to, into what it wants. There has to be that. The sovereign constitution of God comes from apostles, supposedly. The prophet, the divine communication and promulgation of God's law as handed off to them. Enforcement. They are to enforce, and the teachers to educate in order to convert or finish the conversion process to make a strong disciple and ultimately an offspring of God, a manifest offspring of God. We like to preach that the, the, the earth is groaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, the children of God, right? You want to preach it. But well, how is that going to happen? You think that's something the Holy Spirit is supposed to do? No, that's something that we do as God's leaders. We make mature Christians, ideally mature apostolic Christians or scripture organic and culture modified. I'm very clear on this. I have, if you know there's no ambiguity in this for me, not one, not one. I understand my sovereign savior relationship and interaction, very clear on that. I understand apostolic Christianity and why it is the formative and the foundation of all Christian faith. I'm clear on that. And, and, and you need a trainer who's clear, not someone who has as many questions as you have or more. Or they have to hummer, hummer, hummer the question. Or they just turn around there and they just dismiss it by being snide, sarcastic. Or just snub it all together. Oh, scorning, mocking. You know, you listen to a lot of these sermons, you don't hear And you hear all of these people who are mocking God's righteousness, scorning his truth. You realize that those are people who are not suitable trainers for what God wants to do next. They were gatherers. But now comes the governor. Thought you might like that. Did you like that, Prophet Ashley? Uh, you are too funny. You are too funny. Are you Are you ready to slide over? Because I know you've been good. She's been restrained, guys. She got up. She walked around and she changed things and shifted again. I said, Oh yeah, this is hard. And look who else is slipping through the door. Thank you. First thing I want to say too is you're traveling. I am. You will be on the road. On the road? Yes. Where I'm going? You'll be in yeah, Atlanta. Oh, I love Atlanta. Hey, Atlanta, I'm coming. <laughs> I love Atlanta. These people, I never knew that. Atlanta, ATL. I got a couple yeah. people from Atlanta. Didn't yes. And right. So uh, February, Saturday, February 24th of this year. This year. She'll be in Atlanta for a women's conference. And it is uh, presents a Rise Women's Conference, 
in the theme is clarity, alignment, strategy, and focus. Oh, that's me. That's you. Uh-huh, that's me. And so you're going to be speaking on the kingdom age and God's sovereignty in the world and what it means for Christian women in the marketplace. Oh, I got that. I got it. Hey. They can register on your website. They can register on my website? Okay. Already? Hey, guys. <laughs> Already? Already? Hey, well, you know, I'm having fun. com. Join me in Atlanta and make the press the drive, my sisters, my friends, my family, and my daughters. Make the press the drive. Yeah, so which which uh, page do they go to? You need to press events. Okay, great. So you press the events, and she has in the tab there, will, the link will take you to the event registration site, but you can do it right from Dr. Price's page. That way we don't have to remember other people's no. site addresses and everything. We don't, we don't but they can still get there. <laughs> so there is a registration. You need to make sure you do that. We want a strong representation yes. of the Dr. Paula Price nation. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is the nation of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So everybody needs to be there. You want to make sure you get there. Right. Okay, well, these are my She has so much fun. <laughs> want to make sure we said that. Yes, it's important. Yes. It's important. And, don't, and then probably it is. I'm talking about that, uh, that certificate class that we're offering. Ready? What you got? You got some notes. Yeah, this notes. is last week rollover notes. This is this week now. Okay. Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. So going back to... Uh, your teacher needs to be a minimum of two years ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, if, if not, they're your tutor. Mm-hmm. And you're learning together, making a lot of things make sense. Uh, you know, what I love about this wisdom is it gives the saints permission to use their brain. I mean, it's there are natural reservations that people have about coming under certain mentors. Mm-hmm. And because the church is so don't be judgmental, you can't condemn anybody, you can't do any of those things, they end up running headlong into a ditch, knowing full well mm-hmm. there was no guardrail there, mm-hmm. but being tossed into it, pressured into it by all of these erroneous things. So now bringing, which is what the course brings, that analytical, intelligent, mm-hmm. plug your brain in piece. Yeah, get it out the trunk. Who would you in any arena trust to train or mentor you? Yeah. Well, somebody who's clearly ahead of you and has been successful. And how would you know that? And see, that's the problem. Most of you can't even verify that because these people are coming from schools that you've already seen the fruit of. Mm. Now, there's some good ones out there, good ones out there, but there are far, far more inadequate ones. You have to be able to interview your own teacher. I, I, can we just meet? We need mm-hmm. to talk. So where are you bringing me and where you yeah. get? And then you need to, you, you yourself need to do due diligence or have the due diligence to go and investigate and confirm and verify what they say because it is your calling on the line. <laughs> Years ago you taught us, and I'm sure Prophet Deer remembers this as well, that your mentor needs to be successful in the arena in which they're mentoring you. Isn't that really nice? It's just basic. Mm-hmm. And success, as we talked about earlier, is not large numbers. That cannot be the sole definition of success. It has to be fruit, yep. which is why Scripture hones in on. You'll know them by their fruit, not by their masses, mm-hmm. and how many people are following them. And to, to be able to look in and say, okay, well, what is the fruit of this person's mantle? Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. the fruit? Uh, we can take your book. Mm-hmm. and look at the fruit of this work in this country and many other countries around the world. Yes, many. And, and we don't even have to go far. <laughs> See? 
and, and, and you have to, and you ought to be able to talk to that fruit. If that's, I mean, come on, when you go to different companies and they want to sell you on a contract, yes. they let you know that you can talk to mm-hmm. who they're successful with. You know, I'm not concerned about that. I, I just trust what they say. They're not sitting here simply because they just, you know, they're, they're just my people. They're sitting here because they have the right answers, the right demeanor, the, the presentation. They are reflective of what we have done for the last 15, 18 years in their lives. <laughs> but you have to have proof. You, it's your, first of all, some of you all have been so price gals, it's ridiculous. It's your money, it's your credibility, it's your education, but it's also your destiny. Your destiny, and you have to make sure, like she pointed out, that your destiny and your mentor's de- destiny, if they don't collide, can they correlate? Mm-hmm. Okay, so question time. <laughs> Let's say we have people watching who are realizing through this training, eye-opening experience, I need to disconnect from this mentorship relationship that I'm in right now because it's actually not what's happening. What are some professional ways that that can happen? Huh. Well, to be honest with you, I I think the worst way, I'm going to start with the worst way, the one you shouldn't, and that is taking all of this information, throwing it in your mentor's face, and then saying, I want this. Okay. So don't do that. Because, that, first of all, if they could do it, you would have it. And if it was in them, you would have been receiving it. But you don't have to be offensive. You can just simply say, our season is up, our time is up, our journey is up, or that God is grooming me and taking me in another direction. Many times we shift because God shifts. Like God starts talking differently to us. Mm-hmm. He'll start, well, no, we've never had this conversation. Well, God, I didn't know that. So I would simply not make it ugly because you have no idea what the end of life will be. Never make it ugly. Don't go there and say, you know, Dr. Paul Price and all of that, because I know some of you all did that with your apostles, and your apostles got angry, your prophets got angry, because they did not want to be put on the spot like that. Don't do that. Just thank God that your next level has arrived, and there is an agent for that next level, whether that's me or anyone else that you choose. But you, this whole, you know, that arrogant, no, be humble, be meek. They're still God's servant. Just because you've outgrown them doesn't mean they're not doing their job. So a lot of times we assume that, mm-hmm. but, you know, you're supposed to stay with one mentor forever, amen. Sometimes, yes, if they're very developed, highly developed, and progressive, yes, but then you grow with them and they grow for you and from you. But there are other times that, you, you know, mentors are going to have to start looking at themselves differently as well. Can I mentor at this level? Can I maintain the standards of this level? Not just in time, you know, for meetings and sessions, but in material and content. Do I have the next level of what I'm teaching, or is this the peak of what I'm going to teach? So there is a whole piece. We're going to talk about mentorship in the near future because you sometimes these mentors should have been releasing you. Smart ones do because we do have smart ones. They'll call our office and say, yeah, well, my pastor said, my prophet said, my apostle said, my bishop said that this is where we want to go. Smart people. And sometimes it's not to release you from their churches, just from their tutelage. And sometimes you confuse it. I mean, you want to go back and tear up the church. That's not what we do. So my answer to you would be very, very humble, very grateful. Always be grateful. And always sow a seed or, or bring a gift 
to thank them for what they need. You need to have a thank offering because they worked hard and they were genuine in their efforts. But by the same token, don't allow yourself to be talked out of it. If it's time, if God says it's time to go, then go. And you, if you don't know if it's God, then you can take this, listen to this again, and you can use these criteria to make a decision. Okay, so, yeah, well, no, we don't do this. Well, no, we don't learn that. Well, yeah, we do read a lot of other people's stuff, but all we do is watch videos. All we, see, those are real indicators that your mentorship has run its course or either it's, you have outgrown it. I will not say that what you did was wrong or what everybody did was wrong because I don't think so. I do believe that there is that sense of knowing when you have peaked out with your mentor. Have you peaked out with me? <laughs> That's funny. Have That's I peaked funny. out with Dr. Price? That's what she asked me. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd do something. Keep it interesting. <laughs> yes, it's always interesting. Oh, my goodness. Uh, wow. And how you said, because uh, I'll just stay on this topic, so that I will leave something for property. Although you're never lacking. Now you say, <laughs> you say, oh, I just said most of the stuff, but <laughs> okay. Um, how you said we're dealing with the backlash of the prophecy anointing era, which you can deal with actually in the prophetic guardianship a little bit. Amen. Dealing with the gifting and how God works with gifting versus. Officers, mm-hmm. making that plug. Okay. We plugged. Do you feel plugged in? Right. Okay. Yeah. But how dealing with that, and <clears throat> so many times, and we've done, you know, training and mentoring prophets, even as your staff for a decade, and so many prophets are running around blaming the church, blaming pastors, blaming leaders for disrespecting the office and, and not, you know, handling the word of God properly, and nobody understands me, and nobody gets me, and they just all kick me out and whatever, but not realizing this thing has been mishandled so much. And for so long. And so many churches have been torn apart because of rogue, wrong, prophetic in action. Mm-hmm. There are reasons why this is not accepted the way it once was because of all that fallout. And mostly because it started on gift, which means it started on individuality. And when something starts on individuality, you will never, ever have anything from it but division because it's a divide. I mean, come on, in the love it, divide is in the middle of it. So individuality guarantees division, and nobody, I mean, you talk about even now, we're still saying, well, that's the, that's the so-and-so way, that's the this way, and nobody has, I mean, like, this church is not ready or has not been groomed, I won't say not ready, it's not true, but has not been groomed to recognize professional structure, right? professional knowledge. They've been told that we can't call ourselves a profession. I don't know why the IRS does, so obviously we are a profession, okay? So we might as well do it. But, again, that's offloading those titles. Yeah. And so God let me know the prophet's office has yet to be fully open. These people started on gift. I don't know why they call themselves an officer. You started on your gift. You call it your gift. You don't call it your office. You say, this is my gifting. Mm -hmm. I don't say that. I'll occupy and discharge the office of the apostle, the office of the prophet. I don't have a problem telling you that because I represent Jesus. I'm not running on what's coming out of my heart. I'm not running on my personal experience. I'm not giving you my devotional experience. I'm, I'm representing the office, the eternal office of the prophet that has been established by Jesus Christ, who's the great prophet. Mm-hmm. 
He came and it's offered. Look it up. I'm not making this up. And so I have people who walk around there, and you you got three jobs, and you got four churches, and whatever, talking about you occupy the office. Well, then you are really overtaxed, and you probably are neglecting a lot because you can't serve two masters. One of the things I said to my apostles that I, you know, that I understand some of them are still reeling from it in their training, I said you can never be a full-fledged apostle until you kill your ministry. See, your ministry must die if you want to represent the government. Your ministry must die. Your ministry cannot have a priority because your ministry is how God groomed you for his service, but you're going to have to back down off of that if you're going to represent the king because the king sets the objective. The king sets the agenda. The king sets the plan, and it's not based on anything that makes sense to you. It's based on the survival and the thriving and the dominance of the kingdom. And we like to say we're kingdom people. We're not. Because we don't recognize our king, we don't know what he's doing. We don't even come together to find out what he's doing. But apostleship is an extension of the king who called or who created the office and summoned people into it. So if you, if he summoned you into it, it's like going into the military and still being on your job. Unless you're in the National Guard, you're probably going to have to let something go. Because you are now an extension. Apostleship is an extension of the throne of Christ. It is not, as we like to call it, our own ministry with a different title. Hmm. And I do believe that that should apply to the prophets as well, that you have got to. See, many of you can't grow in God. God's not giving me what he gave Dr. Price because you know what? I'm no longer, my ministry. I don't have a ministry. You know, kind of like Elisha, was it? Killed his whole business. Yeah. See, because he was going to serve the king. Hmm. He was going to work in the palace. And see, since I knew I was going to work in the palace, I knew I could not bring my side work with me. What's that going to be? in the palace with your side work, cutting deals behind the scene and whatnot, because you can't imagine that Jesus Christ can empower you and enrich you enough as the sovereign of creation to make your, your uh, surrender to him or make your engagement by him worthwhile. I do. I don't have a problem. So he talks to me nonstop because I'm in his palace. I'm in his office. I'm at his throne. But see, I don't have side work. I don't have freelance stuff I do. Well, how are you making it? I'm making it off the kingdom. You know what? Our ambassadors in the world make it off the kingdom. They make it off the government. That's how it works. And so unless, that's why so many of you all, you can't grow in God because you are you're terrified. But he hasn't even paid me for what I did. But you don't even know if you did what, 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 if it was payable or not. You don't even know that. What kind of harvest? Because God pays for his harvest, what he's going after. I don't know if that's... How's that going? Because I'm sure that's kind of hitting hard a little bit. I mean, overall, I, I have a similar comment. I like how essentially you talked about today. You have to be developed by people who are developed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important. You know, I think when it comes to our professional or our worldly careers, we don't have an issue with that so much. You, you're going, if you're in the technology business, you're going to seek out someone who has made great strides in the mm-hmm. technology. You're not going to want some new startup guy to be your mentor. No, you're going to look at somebody who's at the place where you want to be. Um, so I think that that was a really important understanding mm-hmm. today. Uh, you also said something, ooh, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. 
You talked about uh, running uh, a lot of, you made the statement that many ministers fail today because they're running on anointing and not sanctification. Mm-hmm. I know that's so important because you always have that question, why does it seem like they are blessed, that they're fine, that they're whatever, and then, the, and then you know, overnight they're in a puff of smoke. And um, <laughs> and I, I, I think, yeah, because we do have those questions. Mm-hmm. We say, yeah. we look at that and we say, God, what happened with this person who was so, Anointed, yes. and we did not recognize that that there was a sanctification piece. I think you, you we got to teach on that more. That's good. I just I have no comment but to say more, please. More. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Oliver. Please, <laughs> more because we just need to know more about the sanctification piece and what what that looks like. And I know obviously we can't go into all of that today, but I, I would love to hear more about that too, mm-hmm. as a minister, saying, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, how am I going to know? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm if I'm truly if I've truly gone through the sanctification process or literally am I just running off of the anointing? Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to make a shameless plug because you talk about this in your book, which is a book a lot of people sleep on when God goes silent. You talk about this somewhat in terms of why it takes so long for to see the spiraling of a minister because they can literally have the residues of God's anointing for 20 years before it runs out. Um, so you do touch on that, but I, I would love to hear more. But if you don't have that book, get that book, yes. When God Goes Silent. You need that book, especially if that particular statement really impacted you today because Dr. Price dives into how literally the anointing covers you and can cover you for many years mm-hmm. before you even recognize that there is a problem, that you don't have any substance mm-hmm. to back up that anointing. Oh, so you, you – You've got to tap into that book if you don't have it. When God goes silent, you need that. But, Dr. Price, we need you to sit on <laughs> sanctification more so that we understand that. Well, think about it, the sanitizing of your soul, you know, because you realize that the soul is full of a lot of good, world good, family good, you know, all of that. And so in our class, we're doing this class here. My whole church is here. Plug it, plug it. We're doing this class on this course I've created called Biblical Psychology, mm-hmm. which is creator psychology, learning the soul from its maker's perspective, which is why Dr. Larry on Sunday was so thrilled about the anatomy of the soul, because the soul has its own anatomy and it has its own substance. You know, I call there's something called soul goo, and so we need to know what that's about. But sanitizing your soul, because the anointing hires you. It is like your employment uniform. So the anointing hires you, brings you into God's service. But it's the training that stabilizes you and that that professionalizes you. And professional doesn't just mean practicing. You, you, You realize that we are practicing on the anointing. That's like practicing on your hiring agreement and never going to the manuals, never going to training, never understanding what the relationship, not even understanding the foundation of the position you have. So the anointing is like your hiring uniform. And as long as you put on that uniform, you're okay. But ultimately, as your assignments get more and more intense and your exposure to the organization's opposition and adversaries increase, your anointing will fail you. Because yeah. mm. that, I mean, come on, oil eventually soaks in. Mm. It eventually absorbs, yeah. and then it stops being oil. And you got to get some more anointing, and you, you don't realize that the first anointing is hiring. The second, all of those subsequent anointings come from being transformed. So you finish level one, you get another anointing. You finish level two, you get another anointing. You keep getting it because that first anointing is just to say you're on our staff, you're on the team. Mm-hmm. 
you have to work yourself up to the majors. That major league, you got to work. And each one has an anointing. But then all of the anointing is based on learning and practice and performance. The first one is a free gift. You just got that because we go hire. God said, you know, every there's, you know, we have gifts and calling. So he slapped that anointing on you when you say yes. Does that make sense? Yes. You know, are you all following me out there? Does it make sense? Because I'm, I want, I want you to hear me. These things have never been articulated, and because they've not been articulated, they've never been intellectualized. They've not been able to give you. Wisdom and logic. There's a logic to how the Logos does things. That's why he's the Logos, because he's the, the fountainhead of logic. Mm. Is that good? That's extraordinary. Well, okay. how are we doing? Are you ready to go give us some? I think I am. All right, because you know, guys on the other side. On the other <laughs> side. Meanwhile, guys, I'm going to take some stuff and get through these stuff. <laughs> Forgive me, pray for me, hallelujah, but you know I can't ever miss you unless I just don't have a chance, and I didn't want to miss you today. Yeah. So now we're going over to the, to the Paul side, Block Talk Radio. I'm saying, you know, um, see you next time. Don't forget Sunday, Scripture Organic, Culture Modified Christianity of the Congregation of the Mighty. We start at 10 a.m. Central Time. Meanwhile, have a great day if you want to talk to me. On Black Talk Radio, make sure you push the number one. God bless you, and have a great rest of your day. All right. Thank you, Dr. Paula Price. What a powerful show today. If you've loved this show and you want to stay tuned to how you can get in touch with the Paula Price Show, you how you can follow the broadcast so that you never miss a program, what we want you to do is visit us online at blogtalkradio.com slash Paula Price Show. Again, that address is blogtalkradio.com slash Paula Price Show. Click onto that site and click RSS feed. They'll ask you for your email email address and you'll automatically get an email every time the show is about to go live. We're here live every Thursday, 11 a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. Again, 11 a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. is the Paula Price Show on Thursdays and we want you to make this your go-to Thursday broadcast. If you're listening for the very first time, we just want to welcome you as a first-time listener to the Paula Price Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Become a regular listener by visiting us online, blogtalkradio.com com slash Paula Price Show. Find all of the archives of the show. You can listen to past shows. You can find out all that you've been missing, and you can also share the show with a friend. How you can listen in and tune in via video is that you can download the Periscope app, and then you'll be live on Periscope with us every time we launch live on Thursday mornings. If you follow Dr. Price on Facebook.com, her handle there, Facebook.com slash Dr. Paula Price. Click follow on her page there, and you'll also be able to watch via Facebook. Facebook Live every Thursday morning, 11 o'clock a.m. Central to 1 o'clock p.m. Central. So don't miss out on what God is doing with the Paula Price Show. Make sure you RSS feed on the website or visit us on Facebook.com or by downloading the Periscope app so that you can watch Dr. Paula Price live. All right, a few announcements that we want to get to today that we talked about earlier. 
If you are interested in the Prophetic Guardianship course, you can actually visit us online right now at drpaulaaprice.com and register and pay for your class right there online. So just click register for the course. You'll see the description there in the middle of the page, Prophetic Guardianship. Now, this is a non-degree, certificate-based only course. If you're interested in our degree programs, we all we have two types of programs at Price University, degree programs and credentialing programs. So if you are interested in a master's degree or a doctoral degree in the prophetic, in the apostolic, or in the fivefold, Price University is a university for you. If you're interested in credentialing, ordination, getting your minister's license, Price University is the program for you. So if you're interested in our degree programs, we want you to visit us at priceuniversity.org. PriceUniversity.org. You can contact us. You can send us a message. You can give us a call, and we'll talk you through what you need to reach your goals. For the Prophetic Guardianship course, which is a non-degree certificate-based course, visit us online at drpaulaaprice.com and click register for this course. It is online. You will need online access if you wish to participate in this course. You'll find some of those details there, so you'll need to have a valid email address, an email address that you check often because we will be sending you email information. You'll need to have your valid email email address. You'll also need to have your payment information ready to go. You'll pay for your course first, and then you'll receive your course registration information. Again, to take this course, you will need online access. This course is entirely online, so you'll need reliable Internet access. You'll also need a valid email address and you need to have your payment ready. It's $50 for this four-week online non-degree-based course. And again, that's Prophetic Guardianship, and it kicks off Monday, January 22nd. Don't be late. You don't want to miss enrollment. You have from now until Monday to get enrolled for this class. Again, Monday is the absolute last day that you can register for Prophetic Guardianship, which is a four-week course that starts on the 22nd of January. If you're interested in degree-based programs or in ordination or credentialing, then visit us online at priceuniversity.org so we can get you information. All right, last but certainly not least, we talked about the Arise Women's Conference that's coming up in Atlanta, Georgia. It's going to be on Saturday, February 24th, 2018, and Dr. Paula Price will be there as their special guest. You can register if you are in the ATL. If you're in ATL, then you can register online uh, for that conference. You can actually click to go to their website from our website. Just go to www.drpaulaaprice.com and click events, and then you'll see that uh, Rise Women's Conference right there. Just click to register, and you'll be able to go on to their registration page. I am sure, I am confident that's going to be an exciting time. So if you will be in the Atlanta area, then we encourage you to join Dr. Paula Price there for the Arise Women's Conference on Saturday, February 24th, 2018. All right, you guys know what to do. Press that number one if you want to speak to Dr. Price here in the second hour so that we can go ahead and get to your call. So press that number one right now, and we welcome those who are just now joining us, joining in on the line. You are listening live to The Paula Price Show. Back to you, Prophet Ashley. All right. Thank you, Prophet Adia. That's right. Press number one. The lines are wide open, and there is room for you. This is the week to get in with Dr. Price, and we'll be right back after these messages. 
Hi, my name is Chief Prophet Tala Price, and I want to invite you to join me every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time for a riveting and exciting discussion of my favorite book by my favorite author. Yes, Before the Garden, God's Eternal Continuum, written by the one and only Dr. Paula Price. Join us on our weekly journey of studying the history of eternity as it's been revealed through scripture. Learn your God, learn your world, learn yourself, and even your Savior before time began. We're going to discuss revelationary answers to age-old questions like, how did we get here? Why does our planet exist? Does it have a creator? What was on his mind concerning us? And why did he bring Christ and Christianity into our world? Topics like these and more we'll be discussing every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can join us on Facebook Live or by Periscope. For more information, visit www.tallaprice.com. That's www.tallaprice.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Paula Price, host of the Wisdom for Living broadcast. Every day I bring God's wisdom to your life. From current events to human issues, from moral dilemmas and religious and scientific conflicts, I bring you Christ's mind on today's world. Tune in to the Wisdom for Living broadcast Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time to jumpstart your day with the mind of Christ. First and foremost, let me say happy four-year anniversary to the Paula Price Show, to Dr. Price herself and her staff. The Paula Price Show is such an amazing, amazing show. It's a labor of love that she does. And I can really testify on how the Paula Price Show changed my life. I'm a very curious individual, so when I found out found out about the Prophet's Handbook, I did some research and found out that uh, Dr. Paula Price had a radio show. So, in my curiosity, I decided to call in um, and, you know, and my mindset was like, hey, if she can write a book on the Prophet's Handbook and she can write a dictionary, surely she must know what's going on in my life. So I called in and Dr. Price just slayed me uh, from the word that she gave me about my future in God, how deeply prophetic that I am, and how God's really going to just change my life. So I can really say the Paula Price show changed the course of my life, and I am just eternally grateful and thankful for her wisdom, for her, for her labor of love, just for dedication to the body of Christ, for really wanting the best out of God's people. And because of the Paula Price Show is the reason why I am on the course in my life right now in God and connecting with her prophets and really getting the best, getting the best and doing the best for God. So once again, I am a Eternally grateful for you guys. It's been a wonderful, wonderful four-year journey, 
and I am just looking for many, many years down the road of more excellence. Talk to you guys soon. See you in June. A Tulsa author holds an open house to celebrate the opening of her new Christian university. Author of the Prophet's Dictionary, Dr. Paula Price has been spreading her message online for the past year and a half while pastoring her church in Bixby. She says the new Price University will be located near 41st and I-44 and is taking something that started online and now giving it a home. We're gelling it right now. So we have online courses. I also have a, uh, I, uh, a, a program where I set up prophetic institutions around the country. Find out your place in Price University by visiting www.priceuniversity.org or call us today to schedule a consultation at 877-419-1299. Price University. Learn today. Lead tomorrow. We are back. We had our minds blown in the first section of the Paula Price Show, the first portion, and now we are going to the lines to Dr. Price's live callers. There is still room for you. If you want to go ahead and push that number one, if you have a prayer request or a comment, we want to hear from you today. What did you think about what Dr. Price said? The first hour of the show, go ahead and press that one. Um, I also want to encourage you, as Prophet Adia already said to Uh, go online to www.drpaulaaprice.com and look around, especially if you haven't been there in a while. See what's new, the courses, the classes that we offer, where Dr. Price is going to be, and all of the other exciting things that are happening in the Paula Price world. I tell you, and let me tell you about this biblical psychology class. We dealt with that a little bit in the first hour But Dr. Price really goes there in this class. She uh, takes us through. We've had two weeks, ladies and gentlemen, just two weeks of this class, and already our souls are being set free. Dr. Price has this timeless statement that she always says about, I'm going to educate your devils off of you. And you know what? She does because she understands laying on of hands is important, it's essential, but when you have that education, you not, you not only find out why you're bound, but you find out how you're bound, and then you learn how to stay free. Dr. Price, I see you've reconnected with us back here on the line. I'm just boasting and, and gushing about biblical <laughs> psychology before we go to our callers. <laughs> oh, I tell you, is this not an amazing class? And each week y'all say, well, we've already had two classes, and we're already getting better. I was like, only two classes, but I got so much. Woo! But they're meaty, too, because they're lengthy, and so it's not just an hour in and out. I mean, you go in on the subject. Yes, I do. All right, how many callers do I have? Do I have anybody who wants to talk to me today? You do have somebody. You have a couple somebodies who want to talk to you today, Dr. Bryce. First up, we have Jermaine from Virginia, and Jermaine's calling in today. Press that one because he needs a... Guidance and Clarity Direction Concerning Transitioning from the Military. Jermaine from VA, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Hello, good morning, Apostle Paula. Good morning, Jermaine. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I just want to touch and agree with me and my wife that your your recovery will go well. I know it took you a little bit to get on, but we have been truly blessed by your message. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I tell you, I love doing it. I really do, and I love the people of God. And even more importantly, Jermaine, I love what God wants to do with his people. 
And that's important, don't you think? Yes, truly do. Okay, so talk to me. Where are we going here? Well, right now um, I'm on terminal uh, terminal leave. I did complete 20 years out of the military, and I'm in a transition. I took a couple of you guys' assessment, and I'm praying for more clarity and direction and uh, more understanding of the offices, though. But me and my wife and our family been uh been praying on location, and that's where we are right now. Yeah, and, and you know, for you, it has to be something that's very serious because you've already put so much time in your other career. So yeah. tell me, when you took the assessment, what did it tell you about your office? It it told me as a – I took the MAQ. It told me as a teacher business. Okay. That that sounds probably about right for you, doesn't it? Tell me, what did you do in the military for 20 years? Uh Half of the year, I was an air defense artillery specialist, and then the rest of the time of the military, I was a chaplain assistant. So that sounds really great. So here's what I'm hearing. First of all, the whole chaplain assistant thing, did you ever, have you gotten certified in chaplaincy? Because that might be some place for you to start. We was, uh, we was previous, me and my wife was previously ordained a apostle and a prophet, and uh, that was a whole other arena. We just wanted to teaching and training, equipment of the uh, officers. Okay. So now you know, Jermaine, I'm going to go ahead and step up into that. So you don't have to give me the name, but under what conditions were you ordained as an apostle and prophet? What was the question again? Uh Under what conditions were you and your wife ordained as an apostle and prophet? It was just an ordination. Uh, just an ordination, so was it? But I mean, what made the person who ordained you do that? God, uh, they they said that God led them to, to ordain them as apostle and prophet. Okay. So, if God led you to the military, would you still have to have more than God said it? No. You have to have more, wouldn't you? When you I mean, you can go there and say, yeah, "Hey, God told me to join the military." And they still going to put you through some paces, aren't they? Yes. And yet we do that in God. So when you take the MAQ, it doesn't show up. So I would imagine you're very confused right now. Um, and it doesn't show up. And I'll tell you why it doesn't show up. It didn't show up in the MAQ because the questions pertaining to those offices, um, you couldn't recognize the answers that that uh, they represented. Yes. So what I would say is that, if you have, the first thing you said was teaching. Do you remember the second thing? Uh, business. Business, that's right. You did tell me that. So that's telling me that you have an entrepreneurial spirit. You yeah, have, ma'am. which means you do. See, and, and say we're going to lock you up in the church, and you you got all this business stuff going on. So you have an entrepreneurial spirit, but you also have a uh, trainer spirit. For example, you can work in a business as a, human resource person or in, you know, human resource training because you understand the correlation between those two uh, instinctively. Yes. So if you're looking for a job or if you're looking for where you're going to land, um, two things you want to look for. You want to look for where there's places for quality business opportunities. And then you also, if you're looking for a job, you, you can explore some of those uh, human resource training things. I'm sure with all of the trainings that you've had in the military, you have 
some very um, strong background in imparting knowledge and also uh, dispensing uh, techniques and uh, know-how. So whoever said that to you either ordained you prematurely, because that happens, where they ordain you because they hear it and they think that it's, a, you know, if I hear it now, it must be done now. So they either ordained you prematurely or they, they ordained you outside of what God really had for you to do. Oftentimes, entrepreneurs are treated or are, can almost register as apostles in their behavior. There's a lot of similarity. There's a lot of crossover between an entrepreneur's need to survive and build something from nothing and the apostles' calling to establish something from God under the same circumstances. The trials, the responses, the reactions can almost seem, uh, you know, like for like, but they're not because there are some other things that judicious things and, and whatever that are part of it. So many apostles, uh, many entrepreneurs have been made apostles because somehow or another the word got out that if you're an apostle, if you're an entrepreneur, you're automatically an apostle, and that's not true because you're interested in your business. You're not interested in God's kingdom. You're interested yeah. in your success. You're not interested in his. You want to finance his kingdom, but you certainly do not want to be the one to found it or found another piece of it at the expense of your own vision. And so... Again, that was one of the things that I'm looking for God to just deal with going forward in the future so I can see why you were ordained. I can tell you, though, that you have no idea what the apostolic side of God's kingdom looks like, but you do have the, I think, a well-developed sense of business and entrepreneurship. Does that make sense to you, Jermaine? Yes, it does. And so I think that's why they ordained you. And I, I, that was a little premature, and I think a little bit out of the ballpark, um, you know, because you don't know what to do with that ordination. And that's what bothers me about all of these flash ordinations and these rash laying on of hands. The people walk away not knowing what to do about it. So now you have a name, perhaps a title that they've given you, but you don't know what to do with this, do you? So what you need to do is if, if you are um, – if you're wanting to be in the world of God, the will of God, I think you need to go ahead and pursue that business thing because you have an entrepreneurial spirit. You've got some ideas burning in your soul. I see you in the military imagining yourself doing this or creating that or, or, or helping in this area. I see that. I see you while you're there doing it, and I think that's what you need to pursue. Does that help you at all? Do you feel like you can bear witness to that? Yes. Good. So, and then let's talk about your wife. Now, how did they end up saying that your wife was a prophet? Um, my wife is right aside of with me. Okay. Yeah, then let her answer for herself. Hi, Dr. Price. Hi, how are you? Doing good. Hi. Um, I just walked in. I was with my little one, but um, I was, I was uh, told a couple of times that I um, was a, a prophet. I was not aware at the time because I, at one point I was called an evangelist, and then from an evangelist I had people call me a pastor, and from a pastor I went to, um, the Lord had me going to teaching. Uh, I went back into school to finish my master's of education in um, early childhood education, which I wasn't looking for that, but I obeyed and went into it. And then from there, I was being told that I was—I had to call on me as a prophet. And I was like, oh, you know, oh, 
I prayed about it, you know, and everything. And the Lord was saying that he was calling, he was calling um, me into that office. So I began to try, you know, looking for books and material. Um, the ministry that ordained us, they ordained us, but as far as training, um, going to visit them and going through our deliverance and stuff, but it's like the Lord was not having us to stay there, having us to come under that mold. I would have to say that the mold that they had, he wasn't having us to come under that because every time a door opened, they were thinking we were coming out there, the Lord shut it. So I could understand why he wasn't leaving us out there because of the, um, it pretty much still has uh, the apostolic, but you can tell there's a residue of, of religion, you know, of, of religion. So that's a mixture there. So God wasn't calling us under that mold. Um, so we've just been um, pretty much just praying and, and asking the Lord, we need a mentor, looking for a mentor, someone who knows foundational. One of the things the Lord was telling me is foundational, a foundational prophet. But I was like, okay, now what does a foundational prophet look like? What, you know, because it's foundational. You, you kind of go to the to the, uh, the, the base of how everything's supposed to be built upon. And I just begin to uh, draw to listen to you more and more and more. And I, I told my husband, I said, she's very foundational, and I needed to listen to her because she's very foundational. And this is something I haven't been getting. Everything just been about, you prophesy, you prophesy. And I was like, it's more to it than prophecy. It's more to the office than that, and I'm not getting it. And so that's what led us here today. Well, let me jump in and say this here to you. You answered your own question when you said they ordained you without training. Now, yes, can you imagine... What other field does that? We're going to just go ahead on and hire you and put you out in the field, and you go on. The only time the scripture uses God doing that in a significant position is with Saul. He ordained Saul with no training, never gave him training, put him in the field, and knew he was going to fail. Now, is that not amazing? He literally did not want to train Saul. Saul was a placeholder. And he was for the people to get used to the idea of having a king because God ordained David, and who was the man after his own heart. So the first thing I will tell you, secondly, um, apostolic, prophetic, I really don't care which way they go. You cannot be a genuine apostolic church and ordain people without training and ordain people without caring about what you're handing off to God to use in the field. That cannot be, that's not apostolic. It just isn't. Now, you know, that it could be emulated of something apostolic, but for those of you who are listening, and I, I, I don't say this easily because there are a lot of churches that are headed toward being apostolic that jump the gun on their own process. In other words, their leader didn't get trained, and that church didn't get groomed, and so there we go. And so what you need, you know, as far as that goes, you're ordained with no training. Would you have done that in school? Come on. Would you have, I mean, you said you have a master's in education. Is that how they did it? Well, I was hoping that, but um, I could see well we wasn't being led to, to be in, in that in the environment. No, not at all. And not only that, but if, they, if, if, if when you ordain somebody, you authorize them. So they authorized you to act without training. Right. But that's something we haven't been doing because I knew that we didn't have the proper tools 
to be trying to do something. And, and so when we were like, you can start this or start that, I was like, Lord, I'm not, I'm not hearing you say start this or start that. I'm not getting that from you. So therefore, we wasn't, we was just uh, ministering just what we were, just as, uh, just as Lord, so I would lead people to my husband, as soldiers or women, you know, children. We would just pray and and, and just you know stay within the guard access and not try to operate out of what we didn't know. We didn't want to do okay. that. Because I knew it, you know. Let me tell you my recommendation. Number one, I do strongly urge both of you to sign up for prophetic advisement. And then secondly, when you do, I, I strongly suggest that you sign up for the training. They'll tell you how to do it. But we have a, a minister's training program at Price University that you can um, – that you can join and uh, enroll in and a couple more. You already showed that education and academia are your strengths because otherwise you wouldn't recognize that what was wrong with what they did. So clearly they're your strength. Education is your thing. So um, then you need to enroll in Price University, but I would like for you to go through the prophetic advisement so that you can have one-on-one conversation with one of our advisors who can guide you through that process. That is my suggestion to you. Um, okay. Meanwhile, while you're going through the process, you know, the class that's gone up today would be helpful to both of you. Um, I, I urge you to get it. I suggest that you get enrolled in that class and then make sure you become a student of Price University and you want that ministerial uh, readiness competency program, I think, and then we have another one. But they'll tell you what which ones are best for you based on your assessment. You know, you've already taken if you've taken assessment with your husband, you already got a good piece of the uh, process already under your belt. Yeah, but I need some work because that. Uh, <laughs> I told my husband, I said, I love it, but it's working me. It's letting me know what I don't have. I love it. Yeah. I took the but assessment. The good part but the good part about it is that it also focuses your efforts so that you're not just stabbing in the dark. You now know I need these things addressed. These are the issues that are handicapping my progress in God. Yes, yes. And that's why I told my husband, I said, people need to take this assessment. I said, I love it. Because, if you, if, you know, I said it, it was really challenging me and letting me see those gray areas, you know. And I was like, oh, this is, God, I needed this. I needed this, you know. So we're gonna enroll in those classes. We're gonna sign up for those classes that you that you recommended. Uh huh. Good. And I'm gonna pray. Father, thank you in Jesus' name for who you are and those things that you've done in Jermaine and his wife's life. God, I thank you that they have hearts of integrity. They have souls of of righteousness, Lord, that they know that just that the slapping of oil and the issuing of a piece of paper are not enough to fit them and outfit them for your kingdom service. I thank you, Lord, that you cause them to, to really prosper and thrive in the classes, which I know they will. And most importantly, God, I thank you for watching over them, covering them in the blood of the Lamb, and then placing them in a church that's consistent with what you're doing in their lives, whether it be where they live now or whether it be where they will relocate to. I thank you for doing it all, Holy Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen, amen. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless you. We'll talk soon. Bless you. Prophet Ashley. Okay, Dr. Price, we have next on the line uh, Keisha from Georgia. 
and she's calling because she needs prayer for good health and finding a job. Keisha from Georgia, welcome to the Paul Price Show. Oh, thank you for having me. Hello, Minister uh, Price. How are you doing today? I am fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Okay, so talk to me. What's going on? Oh, no, I just, you know, went to the doctor today, and she pulled out a nice-sized little thing from off my, uh, from my, you know, uh, <laughs> from the area where she was looking at. And so I'm kind of okay. calling, you know, for prayer, you know, for my health, uh, and also the um, job, you know, do you see, uh, do you uh, praying for a job or having better finances for this year? Okay. Are you working now? No, I'm not working, but I am trying to get on, um, trying to work on a, a opportunity. But it's one of those things where you have to make, you know, you got to be making the money in order to invest it in the opportunity in order for it to, to work for you. You know what I'm th- saying? So. Oh, yeah. I well understand. <laughs> so you need a job to invest in an opportunity for you to make more money. So clearly that's a right. sales position. Okay. Exactly. And so now how long have you been out of work? Um, I've been in and out. I've been kinda getting um temporary jobs, you know, here and there, you know. Um but I've been working on this particular opportunity for like six months. Okay, so let me tell you this. Um, I don't know about the opportunity. I don't even know your job or anything, but what I do know is that you are going to have to fend off what I call pie in the sky, star in the eyes, motivations. You absolutely want to be at the end of success without struggling through the process. Okay. Now, do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? I asked you these questions for particular things because I knew what God was saying to me. There is no get-rich-quick scheme. That's number one. But number two, there is oh, a psychological yeah. soul discipline, a soul discipline that you need yeah. that will make you walk through steps and processes. You don't like um, you don't like everyday mundanity. You don't like things to be the same. You are a woman who wants to do really great things, and you have a call, so you're not wrong. Hear me on this word. You have a call to do great things, but God wants you to have discipline and consistency. That's where you and God are dancing right now because you're talented. I hear your voice. I hear your spirit. You are one talented woman. But even this opportunity, God's not going to let you get into anything big money because he doesn't want to bankrupt you. So he wants you to take your time with this. But most of all, understand that your issue with money has nothing to do with this opportunity. It has everything to do with you holding down a job every day, you going up the stair steps or or, or the ladder, you working your way up because your call is great. You're one of those people, you remind me so much of myself, you can do so many things well that you get frustrated with not getting the the quick rewards or payoff for all the things you can do so well. Right, yeah. I'm telling you, you remind me of myself as a young woman. And yet, when it was all said and done, when God got ready to use me, it was it was the same system that He has in place for everybody else. So you can pursue this. I definitely will not speak against it or whatever. But I will tell you, it will not net you what you think. This thing here that you're trying to do is not going to produce what you think. It's not going to happen. They don't even have the resources to do all that they're saying. But you can go to work 
or you can go to get college, get a degree, and set up your own practice or business in what you know you're good at doing. Okay. It's not going to be fast, my beloved. I know it sounds not not what you wanted to hear, but I'm telling you that is life. The after after almost 45 years, I had to come to terms with the reality that life goes the way it goes. Reward, success is rewarded for its own rules. You know, in my class, I'm, which I'll be starting soon, Soul of Success, I talk about that. I might even have it online. But success has rules, and it's not going to let you bypass those rules. I don't care how many people stand up in those meetings and brag about how they did it this and they did it that way. Trust me, they leave more out of those testimonials than they put in. Mm-hmm. Success rewards life the way it rewards it, and it has rules, and you've got to play by its rules. Because even if it gives you a a, a fast start, it'll come back for that in another one of its rules. Does that make sense to you, Keisha? Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. We're on the same page. I told you. You remind me of yourself. (laughs) My suggestion to you, myself, I'm telling you, I I was at, you have got to find out the rules and the success path for what you know you're called to do. Now, I know that you're called to business. I know that you're called to entrepreneurship. But God says, since you have decided to seek him on how to do it and to involve him in this, he said, I have a better path for you. You have to find his path. And it's going to take some training, and it's also going to take partnership. You you know, you, you're the Lone Ranger, baby. You don't want mm-mm. Yeah, I, can do I, I know, sweetheart, because mm-hmm. you're not told God. I know who I'm talking to right now. And so... Um, but you have got to do that because success, acquiring is a lot um, easier than sustaining. And sustained success has a different set of rules, One, some of it being collaboration, partnerships, getting along with people, involving other folks, not being a hero, not being a lone ranger. Those are real issues for you. Yeah. You know, you have a lot of confidence in your ability, and no matter how great your ability is, you still need to understand that God put ability in other people. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's just the, that. Hey, listen, this Thursday call, Thursday clinic. That's just my counsel to you. And as far as your body is concerned, um, the Lord has said, just be at peace. He said, do not let anxiety inflame the issue. Okay. And right now, everything in you wants to go. Helter skelters, but Lord, we bind every trace of disease. We take authority over it. We melt that thing down, and we command a good report. <clears throat> and thank you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for ministering to Keisha and really walking her through the things that you want her to get for her aspirations, because she is definitely aspiring to the high things in you to prosperity, success, and all of those. But, God, let her know the, the little foxes that are spoiling her vine. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen and amen. Yes, okay. Thank you so much. You're very God welcome. Bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Prophet Ashley. Do we have a prophet, right. Ashley? Can you, hear me? can you hear me? Now I can. Okay. Sometimes it just gets a little stuck. All right. And we have, you want to slide one more in? Yes. Okay. We have next on the line, Lynn is calling from Maryland. And Lynn is actually calling to say thank you. Lynn, you are live on the line with Dr. Price. 
Hi, Dr. Price. Hi, Lynn. How's it going? Um, everything is going well. Happy New Year. <laughs> you too. Thank you. I just wanted to say thank you, Dr. Price. I've been going back and listening to a lot of your old messages on, um, I think it's called CastBox on uh, YouTube and on Periscope. And I just wanted to say thank you because you've been blessing me. I've learned a lot. And sometimes I, I'm not actually sure what you're saying, or maybe I just don't understand it, but I just keep listening. I was listening to Soul Stalkers 1, 2, and 3 yesterday, and I replayed it twice already, and I just was like, you know, I need to really listen to this. But I wanted to call and tell you thank you. You've been a blessing. I wasn't going to get on my line, but when Prophet actually asked the second time, I was like, you know what, I'm going to say thank you. So I just wanted to say thank you, and God bless you. I appreciate your knowledge. I appreciate your wisdom, and you've been helping me more than you can ever know. Oh, well, thank you and bless you as well. And also, I'm going to pray a prayer over you that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. I'm going to ask God to turn the light on. And right now I'm asking him, turn the light on in your brain and make the connectors because you need your your brain to be enlightened and enlightened. And then you need the connectors that connect what is he's what. I am saying to what he's doing in you or what he wants you to hear and learn. And so you're going to recognize this because when you start keep going through, the connectors are going to make up in your brain, and you're going to be able to say, wow, I got it. Like, duh, you know. Sometimes you just need somebody to just break the veil of darkness on you, and I do. I break that veil of darkness on you, and I also want you to do me a favor. While you're listening to these, which are absolutely excellent, make sure that you listen to the scriptures at night before you go to sleep. Yeah, absolutely. And I I pray for my kids also. Yes. Do that every night before you go to sleep, and, 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 and the Holy Spirit will begin to do that great work that you're asking him to do in your mind, in your understanding and comprehension, and in your life. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my love. We will talk soon. God I'm sure you. I'm going to hear from you. God bless you, too. Thank you, God. God. Hey, Prophet Ashley, that worked out well, didn't it? Perfect timing. Yes, you know, you didn't have to send me that uh, text that I usually get. <laughs> so, listen, I want to say to you all, thank you so much for joining me today. We had a, a great time, and, and you just made, even though I was a little bit under the weather, you made me feel so much better. It just works when you work on the kingdom of God's principles. Remember, again, I'm going on television Please go to my website and say, Dr. Price, I'm sewing to your television ministry. We start taping next Wednesday. I'm thrilled about it. We're taping next Wednesday. Our very first show, the first broadcast, will be on February 4th. It starts here in town locally. If you have a way for me to get on other networks to put this show on other networks, hey, let's move with us because you have your sphere, your sphere friends and your, your uh, supporters, but pass it along and say, Dr. Price, we can do this and we can do that. This is a team effort because I have become all of this through my broadcast with you and your encouragement, your prayers, your love, and your seeds. I don't want you to ever think that you haven't done something mighty for God, for getting me to this place was a mighty move, and it's a mighty move to go forward. But I still need your help. And so go to my website, drpaulaprice.com, and it will tell you what to do to sow into the television ministry. Until Sunday for Scripture Organic, Cultural Modified Christianity at the Congregation of the Mighty, 
God bless you. I love you dearly. Have a prosperous weekend. Thank you for tuning in to the Paula Price Show. Become a financial supporter today by visiting www.drpaulaaprice.com and click on Show a Seed. Donate today.